Are you prepared for God's future? Welcome to Apostle of the Future with Apostle Ashley Clater, where we discuss doctrinal myths versus truths, biblical facts, and much more. Hey, Apostle of the Future podcasters. This is Apostle Ashley, and I'm launching a new podcast series called Teaching Teens. I have been, uh, I've had the privilege over this last year to be the youth leader in the Congregation of the Mighty. Uh, This is not something I pursued. I I wasn't trying to be the youth leader, but through a series of events, the opportunity was there and the position opened up. And so um, I ended up being the youth minister over, really I'm over all of the children's departments at the Congregation of the Mighty, Ecclesial Embassy in Tulsa, Oklahoma, just throwing out the whole church name there, uh, where the Congregation of the Mighty, where God stands. Now, I grew up in children's ministry. My mom was a preschool teacher. Uh, My late father was a principal, middle school principal. So education is in the fabric of who I am. I was always around teaching, always around kids, youth. Even before I moved to Tulsa 23 years ago, I was, as a youth member, I was also involved with youth, the worship team, still too young to be a youth leader leader, but uh, old enough to have supervision. I had started working with the, uh, I should say, I kept working with the children. I was a counselor for the kids camp whenever they would go in the summer before I moved here to Tulsa. My children's pastor was very sad that I was leaving and wasn't coming back. And so my pedigree, if you will, in teaching is quite rich. Uh, Growing up, once I moved to Tulsa, I actually stepped out of the children's ministry area happily because I really wanted a break from it all and ended up just primarily doing praise and worship leading, which is what I still do to this day and have since been uh, promoted up the ranks to that of an apostle. And in taking over the youth ministry last year, really launching a full youth ministry uh, for the first time in our church to that level, we had our children that had grown up into the teenage years. So now we actually had teenagers and more teenagers than we had ever had before, before all of our kids were little. And so our children's church was certainly well-developed and the kids were in their classes and they were doing their thing and they were loving it, learning a lot about Jesus Christ and their journey as the little mighty ones with us here. And so they had grown up as children do over the years. And uh, we moved into this new location that we're in last year. And I looked up and I'm like, we have quite a few teenagers and we need to do something with them because our uh, uh, leader that we had had left the ministry. And so that spot was open. So I said, okay, let's launch the midweek program. Every church, any church that has a strong youth program and children's ministry, you will gather people and draw them to the church. But we also know that uh, putting in our kids what they need to know about Jesus Christ at a young age is huge. And uh, their teenage years, such a window of vulnerability. And so this is how it really got started. And um, I said, hey, what do you guys want to learn about on Wednesday nights? I'm not going to spend my wheels wasting my time. I could dig around for all this curriculum. What do you want to learn about? We want to learn the Bible. That's what they said. We want to learn the Bible. Now, I was very surprised by this answer. I have to say, I was actually shocked because so many times the media propaganda is that kids just want to play. They just want to goof off and have fun. 
They're bored with church. They'd rather be anywhere else. And I said, you want to learn the Bible? Yes, we will. Apostle Ashley, we want to learn the Bible. Genesis to Revelation. I said, okay, well, what book do you want to start with? You want to start with Genesis? We want to start with the book of James. Woo! The James book. Okay. And one of our prophets in training, Rachel, who was also my assistant, she said, oh, that's the timeout book. <laughs> the James is a timeout book. You talk about your tongue, your attitude, the mouth, all of those things are in the book of James. So we started with James and then went to Genesis. Well, right now we're in Deuteronomy. We just started the book of Deuteronomy and have gone through all the books of the Bible. I have a curriculum that I found online, videos and, and people who are really looking to get it right which is what I love. I have assistants in the class with me, ministers who, who are our youth ministers, our youth leaders, and they also do reviews with them and games and, and we gamify it, but it's about learning God. One of the things that Dr. Paula Price, who is over our ministry, has written years ago in an article is that God is a thinker. And so in launching into our journey with the youth, I laid that in the foundation. God is a thinker. Here at the Congregation of the Mighty, we like continuity. Um, one of our slogans for our university is unity through uniformity. And so we want a unified teaching. Right now, we have our dunamite drills as the adults. And on Sundays, if you follow the ministry at all, Sundays, Prophet Angela will get up before Dr. Price preaches and we'll go through some of our drills together as a congregation. Well, we're also doing that with our youth and with our children. And so on Sunday school, for example, the, the youth and middle school Sunday school is about breaking down the drills, the scripture, word definition, meaning laying that foundation. So Wednesday night is going through the word. Sunday morning is going through the drills. And so that everybody is on the same page becoming who God has made them to become. So today I want to talk to you about teaching teens about free will. So we have some rules in our youth group, the Congregation of the Mighty Youth Group. There are scripture scholars is their name since they want to be scholars of the word at this age. And so uh, we've been going through and teaching on various things. So I have a few rules in youth group. One of them is we're always honest with each other. We have what we call real talk. Real talk is we're going to talk very real. I'm real with them. They're real with me. Now, real doesn't mean crass. It doesn't mean crude. It doesn't mean lewd. It doesn't mean vulgar. It means honest. We're going to peel away all, all the things of, you know, not saying what we're trying to say and dancing around issues and hit it head on, which is why I'm insistent on our youth group with the age starting at 13 and up and not younger because we are dealing with some subjects that might be a little too much for the little kids if their parents haven't already talked to them about this. Now, some of our younger kids grew up in just wild, crazy environments. And so they know a lot at a young age, but many of them have not. They have actually had the ability to still remain young and untouched by a lot of this perversion that is out there in the world. And so, for example, teaching teens about free will. We talked about free will the other week. We were in the book of Numbers, and I believe we were connecting this with Balaam. And how Balaam, um, in the whole account of Balaam, I'm not even going to get into it. You can get into it in the book of Numbers. And so uh, the subject of free will came up. Now, adults have challenges with free will, and particularly free will and where was God? Where was God with some of our kids when I was being molested? Where was God 
when my parents were getting divorced? Where was God when fill in the blanks? And so we uh, actually opened up the door to talk about free will. So today in talking to teens, teaching teens about free will and where was God? So this is how we did it, because a lot of people want to know and they've asked me, uh, you know, you need to talk about how you're teaching these young people, what you're teaching them to do, uh, how they're reacting to it. And are they responding? Because remember, like I said in the beginning, the common belief system is teenagers want to play. Well, last year in talking to our kids about I call them my kids. They're my kids. In talking to my kids about it, um, they said, well, we like our youth group because it's not playtime. I've been to some of these kids have visited around other youth groups, sometimes with their friends or if they're visiting family for the weekend and they don't do anything. They said, but they don't do anything. They play, they hang out. I can do that anywhere. If I'm going to come to church, I want to learn about God. I was shocked. I was excited. I was actually thrilled. And so they have binders that they bring each week because we have handouts. Well, some of them bring them each week, you know, teenagers. Okay. They're supposed to bring their Bibles and their worksheets and activities and things like that. And so we got on the subject of free will. And I said to them in the discussion, let's talk about free will. God gave everybody free will starting in heaven. Lucifer had free will and he chose to use his free will to rebel against God. The other angels that went with him also chose those who stayed with God, used their free will to stay with the Lord. We all have free will. I said, so the question isn't where was God when so-and-so was doing something bad to me? The question is, why did that person choose to use their free will to do something evil? Because God is really out of the picture as far as that goes, because he's given us the option. He's given us the choice. And we only like that idea when it's about good things or sometimes even bad things that we want to do and we don't want to be stopped. We really don't like that idea when somebody exercises their free will against us. And so we really talked through that. So if you have teenagers, whether if you're a parent listening to this or if you're a leader, a minister listening to this, or if you have some sort of after school program and you can engage your young people in thinking about, let's not play the blame God game. Let's look at who the issue is, which is humanity. Why did that person choose to haul off and hit you? Why did you choose to hit your sibling? Because we talk about both things. We don't just talk about everybody always being the victim in something. Well, who talked bad to you? Who called you names? Okay, who did you call names? Who did you, what did you do to your sibling? Because we work a lot with taking responsibility. You know, we're not going to be in the Garden of Eden syndrome. Well, you know, Adam blamed his wife. It was this woman you gave me. His wife blamed the snake. It was the serpent in the tree kind of thing. And on and on and on we go, passing the buck and blame shifting all the way down and not taking responsibility. So we have a lot of conversation about taking responsibility for our actions and their consequences. So in talking and teaching teens about free will and where was God, we hone in on people, humanity. Now, yes, people are sometimes inhabited by devils, influenced by devils and all those things. But at the end of the day, at the end of our life and when we stand before God, he is judging us based on the decisions that we made. We also address with free will that, for example, nobody can make you 
feel anything, you know, in quotes, make you. We'll say, adults will say it. That just made me so mad. That person, ang they made me angry. Oh, this made me so sad. You chose anger. You chose. Like this week in Deuteronomy, we're talking about choosing life. And that part, because we're just in the beginning and, and doing the openings to it. And so I had them repeat after me. I have a choice. I have a choice. I have a choice. I can choose to be angry. I can choose to be happy. Apostle Paul said, I think myself happy. Okay. So he had to think his way. And we already know the things that he went through as an apostle, largely, as he said, because he killed Christians. So he owned up to what he did and understood that God was just with all of the afflictions that were put on him by man because of what he did to humanity before he came to Christ. We talked through all of it. This is why I'm so happy we're going through the word of God. And I have found curriculum that ties uh, something that is mentioned in the Old Testament and then uh, in one place in the Old Testament and then where the prophets reiterated later, where the apostles reiterated later. So they're learning the continuum, which is also what we teach here, the continuum of scripture at the Congregation of the Mighty. And I'll be, get excited if you're somebody online who's like, hey, I really want this teaching package that you're doing this year this won't be available until the fall but we are packaging curriculum for our youth for our kids um, the resources that we use also our sunday schools that we're rolling out now and we're starting on different subjects we're packaging together the curriculum to put on the market at the end of the year from the congregation of the mighty where god stands so i'm walking through the whole idea of free will and where was God? Again, it stays, we stayed and I kept them on, but let's talk about taking responsibility, questioning the right person. It's easy to get mad at the invisible man in the room, God, where were you? And so we, we started talking about, so does that mean that every time you're about to do something that somebody else doesn't want you to do, God should smack you down? Ooh, nobody liked that, trust me. No, 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 right. So when you're about to haul off and hit your sibling, because <laughs> so, we're working on it okay you're about to do this should you oh wow right okay because either everybody has free will or nobody has free will this is how it works either we all can do what we want and suffer consequences and unfortunately the people the victims suffer consequences or nobody does see this is how this is the package deal so many times, I mean, we talked about how bad things will happen to good people in quotes. And when you investigate and do your homework, sometimes, for example, I know of a young man who was killed by gang activity and his mom understood that because people are like, well, where was God with all this? And she said, I told him not to go. I told him not to hang out with those friends. I told him not to be in that area of town or in that neighborhood. And he was anyway. And so when you have honest people, they can say, God told me you have uh, women with men who are boyfriends and they're molesting their children and abusing them. They have no business being with these people or they do know about it and they turn uh, their head and, and pretend like they don't see it. And all kind of humanity is in the midst of these terrible things that are happening to other people. Sometimes you have, um, you know, something terrible happens to a female from a male. And, it, it, and even if it was just a moment, they had an unction, don't go out with this guy. 
don't go out with these people. Don't date this girl. And they overrode it. Many times they'll override. And so God is there in the beginning. When people can sit down and calm down and think about it, most of the time when I've talked to them, they will say, yeah, I just knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did it anyway. I shouldn't have bought that car. It could be something about buying a car, buying a home, buying a home. And it ends up being totally rotten on the inside. You know, there's uh, termites that you didn't know about buying a car that's a lemon and you didn't. So it doesn't have to be something terminal in your life, but still does not lead to the end in which you want. So we had extensive conversation that night about free will. What are you going to do with your free will? And then I challenge them. I let them know how at this age, 13, especially once you get to like that 15 to 18, 19 years old, you can make decisions that will alter the trajectory of your life with your free will. And I hit on that on a regular basis. You can have sex with that person one time, STD, pregnant, your whole life is changed. And I don't say that's ruined. I don't use that kind of language. Um, although sometimes some you do make decisions that can ruin your life for a long time. But I'll say alter, change, shift, uh, halt. Because getting, let's just say, getting pregnant as a teenager is not ideal. But to say that it destroys your life versus it alters your life, because then you're looking at that baby as being a reason of destruction. And that baby is living with that for the rest of their life. Oh, I destroyed my mom's life by being born. No. So we, we're like, it's not ideal. It's not God. You don't want to do it. That's not the way to do it. But if it happens, you have now altered your options where you once had choices to do this, this, and this. Now you have the choices that go with being a teenage parent. And we think through it and we walk through it, letting them know we're always going to love you. Even if you get into mess, you're going to own your mess. We're going to deal with it, but we're still going to love you. We've talked a lot about free will and consequences. Let's talk about consequences with that. Because when you're young, we all remember being young. You think that everybody older is overblown. They're embellishing. You just don't want me to have fun. You don't want me to do this. You don't want me to do that. And on and on. So we confront that. I appreciate being as young as I still am in my early 40s to be very still closely connected to my youth, but being old enough to be fully an adult and having walked out consequences of my decisions, as well as benefits and perks of my decisions. So we talk about the benefits of studying and doing your homework, using your free will to make connections, using your free will to volunteer after school. And, and we, we talk through all of that as well as the challenging areas in that. We have really good conversation. They take notes. Uh, many times I'll tell them, write this down and they'll write it down and we'll review. We'll have statements like uh, Wednesday. I have choices. Like I said, I have a choice. You always have a choice. I said, listen, when you're an adult, you're going to be faced with temptation. It, this never goes away, which is why you've got to have it ingrained in you right now to be thinking about your future. Hey, I'm apostle of the future. So my job with young people is to not just prepare them for their future, but to have them be thinking about their future. Let's see if I do what I, whatever I do right now is going to really impact where I was, where I will be, excuse me, next year. So how can I do that and get them to think and not just feel, which is a challenge when you're any age, but especially a teenager. 
So I wanted to share that wisdom with you today as I'm kicking off this teaching teens series. I'll also be addressing teaching teens about living holy, teaching teens about respecting their parents, teaching teens about controlling their tongue, teaching teens about handling temptation, and on and on and on the list goes. So welcome to the journey. Make sure you share this, download this, and tell your friends and family, hey, let's listen to Apostle of the Future this week and see what we're teaching our teens. And hey, if you have any ideas, you can let me know. My information uh, will be at the end of the closer of today's podcast. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Apostle of the Future podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit ashleycministries.com for more information. Follow me on Facebook at Apostle of the Future or YouTube at Dr. Ashley. See you next time. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen.